Warning, this supplemental episode contains adult language, mature situations, debates on what was the best in the past decade, informative discussion, rants, wrong choices, and expectations for the upcoming decade. Listener discretion is advised. Spark in Review Podcast Supplemental, Decade in Review 2010s, Part 2. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Review Podcast. This is your Jose and saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. Yes, and we are back for part two of our Decade Review because it was so long. I mean, we decided to break this up, make it a lot easier because some of the other podcasters we know, they just did it one shot. One guy we know, Darius Washington, did a podcast for not one, not two, not three, but six hours. Yeah, no. With four people. Greta needed a break. Yes, yeah, so we took a break. Relax, and now we're into our second part. Now, if you listened to our first episode, we talked about the films of the 2010s. We talked about the anime movies of 2010s. We did talk about a lot of the... Wait, well, we did talk about some of the Miyazaki stuff, but uh, we talked about some of the television shows of the 2010s, and that's where we kind of ended off, because there was so much that went on. But this is our second part. We're going to be talking about some of the more fun aspects of the 2010s, and more specifically something that we are very good at, because what was the original podcast from Spyrokin.com? Manga. Yes, the Spyrokin Manga Review. So we're going to be speaking about the manga from 2010. Also some of the anime series from 2010. And more importantly, because manga is just another way to say comic books, we're going to be talking about some of the comic book events that happened in 2010. Not including all the stuff from the MCU, like Avengers Infinity War, or all those tie-ins, or even talking about, dare I say, the DC Extended Universe. Even though part of me wants to talk about the fact that Gal Gadot does an amazing job as Wonder Woman, and no one thought she ever would have come out onto the scene as Wonder Woman, but that was amazing in 2017. Also, we can't forget How about... How did no one think that she would be a good Wonder Woman? There was a lot of debate about because they didn't think she was big enough or she was cool enough because they wanted like a China, like big, bulky Amazonian girl and not her. But we'll get to that in a bit. We also haven't talked about Aqua Bro yet. <laughs> Aqua Bro. You mean Aquaman? Yes, Aqua Bro. So we're talking first about the mangas of 2010s. There are a bunch. A lot of them... We've seen a lot of them we've talked about, and more importantly, a lot of them Greta has I've actually shown her, and we've talked about most of these on the podcast. So the first one is one, and this is in no particular order, mind you, because I just took too long. So the first one we're going to talk about is one about having fun in the classroom, specifically My Neighbor Seki. This is a manga which should not have worked, but it does. It's just about a girl who goes to class every day, and her classmate screws around. And, like, epically screws around. Like, builds a catapult on his desk. I think the best one is with the bears, when he has the bears climbing the kid in front of him, like it's a mountain. And then it was like, the one was going to fall down, it was like, oh no! Yeah, it was pretty cool. We talked, we reviewed this in the podcast early on. Uh, we'll have a show note for what we reviewed in our show notes. We'll have every single episode link, because there are too many. We've done 354 episodes of the podcast, so, yeah. The next one is, again... A time travel manga which made weird sense of vertical release. The whole premise was a guy on the last day of school, a guy and a girl fell down a flight of stairs and they woke up and it was the first day of their college experience. So they're going to redo it again in high school. But the difference is that they're going to be joining the stupidest club possible. Well, not the stupidest club, it's an amazing club. The club for Oden, which is the cheering section. These are the guys who have the taiko drums, the blowing horns, they have the huge banners and they have the plastic megaphones. And it starts out with just two of them, and they just want the people to go, ah! How's it go again? Ah! <laughs> well, actually, it's like, that's all you, or some other thing they say. They have to say it every single day, and they wear 
hoppies and it's just very crazy and weird. But it's pretty cool to see them. Like the fact that the baseball people have them instead of cheerleaders, they just have a bunch of burly guys without shirts screaming. It's like, wow. But cool manga is made by the guy who made uh, Moteki. We reviewed this manga also. Next one is Gangsta, a manga about two guys with physical disabilities who are criminals. Well, kind of, they're fixers in a criminal city. They're the guys you go to when you need to hide a body. Uh, one guy is deaf, the other guy has one eye. Really trippy and crazy, we reviewed this in a manga also. Next one is one we actually haven't reviewed yet because it keeps coming up with the wheel and we miss it. We're talking about Gate. Uh, uh, when the SDF went through the gate, the story of a gate that opens up in Japan and knights come out. And then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, okay. <laughs> then yes. we kick their ass. We go through the thing. And it's like, oh, they have a dragon. We have helicopters and tanks. So it's like. Do you like your dragons cute? Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Uh, next manga which came out is I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying about a regular girl who marries an otaku husband and then she's trying to interpret all of his insanity. Like the fact that he blogs and writes about manga. This is not real at all. This isn't like any marriage. I can't relate to that whatsoever. No, not at all. You had uh, Ore Monogatari, My Love Story, the story of a big scary guy who his best friend is really handsome and he ends up falling in love with a girl but he thinks, oh, there's no way this girl will like him because she's into the best friend but turns out she's into him but he doesn't realize that she's into him because he's trying to hook her up with and his cute so friend. it's so cute. He's such a nice guy. You don't expect it. It's a good story. Then you have uh, Terraformers. This, the concept of us sending roaches to Mars. Burn it. Burn and it. And then they turn into giant hulking cavemen. I love it better later on in the manga when they show up on Earth and they just beat up a guy and jack his car and drive away. Like they beat him up, throw him away, take his car. Yeah, like gigantic bugs. Not my thing. Yeah. Uh, so you have uh, Watamote, or it's your guy. I can't believe it's your guy's fault that I'm not popular. Or uh, no matter how, no matter how much I think about it, it's your guy's fault that I'm not popular. The story of a girl who, how would you say she, she is like, with her duck lips and her just like I can. I'm gonna be popular today. I'm gonna talk to someone. Four hours later, she hasn't talked to anybody. Just, she, I think a lot of people can relate to that if you've ever started a new school. But it's not that she knows these kids. You want to no, I know, but I mean, like, if you've ever started a new school, like, you, that's the feeling that I feel like she has. Yeah, just but her her methods are horrible. Like she says, I'm going to find out how to learn how to be a boy, so I'm going to play otome games for four hours, and I'll memorize how to use that, and that'll be good for conversations. Like those games are sex games. They're made by lonely guys. They don't work in real life. There's not an option of A, B, C. But there was a someone. thought process behind it. She was like, Oh, this can help. Or her looking online for all the cute things and then combining them to make a monstrosity of duck lips, uh, half makeup, shirt skirt up, pose weird, uh, sucked in cheeks. It's like... There is truth to those things. The execution was just challenged. It's like Clara from Welcome to Irumakun level of just, it doesn't work. Anyway, you have Roka no Yusha, Roka the Six... Uh, Flower of the Six Braves, the story of six heroes who are supposed to show up and save the world, and seven people show up. One of these things is not like the other. Haven't reviewed that yet. We have Orange, about a girl who gets an email from herself, a letter from herself, saying how the future is going to change. Very dramatic, very unique, and it's kind of melancholy. Um, You have One Week Friends, the story of a girl 
who becomes friends with the guy, and the problem is the girl, after the week, she forgets everything else. She remembers her family, she knows some classwork and math, but she forgets her friends and every happy experience. So he has to do the same thing over and over and over again to wake her up. Pretty much 51st dates, except it's now a week. And she knows it's not the same week. Uh, you have Mob Psycho 100, a psychic ability made by the guy who made One Punch Man. A lot of people love it. I um, think it's unique, a little weird. I like One Punch Man better, but that's me. Uh, you have, haven't you heard I'm um, Sakamoto? <laughs> I do like Sakamoto. What could you say about Sakamoto? But he's he's the best. He's cool, cool or coolest. I mean, he's, any guy who could have a sword fight with a bee. He's like epic. He's basically Japanese James Bond in high school. I'm pretty sure he's an alien. We know he's an alien. No. He has to be an alien. Maybe. But, okay. You have Monster Masume. Daily life with monster girls. This is the beginning of the trend of girl monsters being with guys. And this one is, um, uh, hentai, it's etchy light. No, it's not etchy light. It's super etchy. I mean, the fact is they talk about sex in the thing and he doesn't have sex, but they throw themselves at him. And just, I mean, just talking with Mia, the Lamia, just opening it up where, oh, she's getting off because he's touching her tail. Yeah, that was just, that bothered me. Uh, we talked about it. We loved it. We reviewed it. Uh, next one is Sungeki no Soma, Food Wars. Food Wars. It brought food manga back from the realm of the dead, but also it's really pervy. Like... Really pervy. I do love the series, though, and it's a lot of fun. Again, another series we reviewed. Uh, we have Disastrous Life of Psyche K, the story of a psychic who just is trying to be normal and everyone around him is insane. Uh, we gotta love like people like Dark Phoenix, uh, Dark, uh, Dark, uh, Dark Victory. <laughs> yes, the kid who thinks that he is actually a superhero when he's not, or his uh, friend Mendo, who is just the stupidest guy possible and doesn't realize like I can't read his mind because he's an idiot and yet his mom looks exactly like him and his dad looks exactly like him like exactly or what about the guy who falls over the the, the class representative who falls over and every time he falls over his ass shows yeah weird series uh fun you had assassination high school with kuro sensei bunch of kids in a class have to go kill their teacher who's that's like an alien. one of your favorites it's a weird series but i just find it fun i also had a really interesting twist because you think he's an alien but he's actually a human that was experimented on i haven't gotten hooked on that one yet it's a live action movie it's cool um you have the ancient M- megas bride i love that okay that's Yes. You gotta say, it's a series about a girl who's essentially sold as a slave, but she becomes his bride. People who bitch about another series we're talking about, this is about that concept. It's, she was a slave. She sold herself to be a slave, and he says, I'm, you're gonna be my bride. She sold herself into it, willingly. So not like Raftalia, where she was kidnapped and beaten? Correct. She sold herself into it willingly. It's, we like. I still haven't figured out, so if you know this, don't spoil it. I still haven't figured out like exactly... What the circumstances were that led to that, or all that stuff, but, but she's only read the first volume. We're getting there. I love this one. Okay, next we have Kedro, the ultimate sport, which our friend from Just Gen Cosplay, the fan group, actually made this a real thing. Yes, girls who try to push each other off of an island using their butts and their boobs. Why is this a thing? Because it's a thing. I'm still surprised she was able to pull it off, but. You know what? Whatever. It's pervy. It's weird. 
Uh, you have Don Machi. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? One of yes. the first of the new light novels, because a lot of these are light novels. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Roka is a light novel. I can't understand what my husband is saying was a light novel. Gate was a light novel. A lot of them are showing up, but this is the first one that officially we knew was a light novel and brought up that whole thing of, it was a light novel, now it's going to be real, a real manga series. Another one besides... Uh, light novels aren't fake. They're not fake, but it's like, you, you're having them brought over at the same time, and I kind of like that these were brought over here so you could buy either I want to read the manga or I want to read the book. And this is the story of, you know, uh, Belle, who wants to become uh, the greatest of his familia and all the insanity behind it, even though he's terrible. But on the contrary, we have another light novel series uh, called um, That Time I Got I Died and Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Or the I slime. love slime. <sighs> yes. Same, similar thing, fantasy series, crazy. You have After the Rain, the story of a g- girl runner who injures herself, and because of one act of kindness, she ends up falling in love with the manager of a restaurant who's divorced and older and is a chain-smoking writer. And that weirdness. It's kind of happy, kind of sad, a little, little weird. You had Delicious in Dungeon. Pretty much going into the dungeon and killing monsters to eat them. How is that different than the food one? The first food one? That's... No, the the food one. That is the food one with the where they go in the, to eat the dungeon monsters. Oh, okay. But yeah, this one, uh, it's different, it's unique. I would love an anime series for this. You had a domestic girlfriend, which that's very awkward. <laughs> it's like, I love this girl, and she's doing, uh, yeah. Which one was that one? That's uh, that was the one that we watched. We started watching the anime for. It's the uh, the guy's in love with his teacher, and it turns out his teacher's in love with yeah, oh, and he's screwing yeah, yeah. the other girl, and the other girl's related to her, and it's a whole love triangle. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have Grand Blue, which we have not reviewed yet, which is the story of a guy who goes to visit his uncle and work at his uh, it's his uh, scuba shop, and the guys who live there essentially make the motor club from. Oh my goddess, look like regular sane people because they're completely crazy. The first chapter, Crazy in like a fun way. No, first chapter, they get him completely blitzed and he wakes up on his first day of college. He's in front of campus naked and drunk. And he's like, oh God. You had Golden Kamui, the story of a guy. We just reviewed this. Story of a guy who's trying to find gold in 1920. You have Oji-san and Marshmallow. The manga about a girl who likes a guy... Who I likes like, marshmallows? I like that one. He's so... It reminds me of the the big guy with the girl... Uh, love story. My love story. My love story. It reminds me of them, but a little bit older. But like, he, same kind of idea. But he's not, he doesn't, in he's not into her, though. It's like he's like he 47 would, and no, she's like just, 22. He just doesn't... He doesn't think he has a shot. That's why he's not... I don't think he's interested. Her. She's totally like... Ready to have his kids, and they're like, she's 18, and it's a little... She's not quite 18. All right, she's 21, but still. You have No Guns Life, a private investigator whose head is a gun. Weird, crazy, dark, and just completely perplexing. A little s and with the fact that you have the people who are like part human, part robot. We reviewed this earlier episode. You have Shimonetta. Uh, that title is way too long for me to read, but pretty much... Uh, uh, a world where dirty jokes don't exist. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this this manga or this anime. Just 
yeah, it's a world where dirty jokes don't exist. You're monitored, and this one girl has decided she's going to bring dirty jokes back. And with the help of her friend, Cosmo Coon, they're going to fight the day as SOX. And trying to stop them is the school prince president, who totally has a thing for Cosmo Coon in a really creepy sort of way. I mean, cooking cookies with her, as she calls it, her love juice, that's disgusting. Yeah, I don't care for that one that much. Uh, next, and that's a light novel. Series. I swear, I'm not a prude, people. Another light novel series. That's a, a manga and an anime. We're talking about Rising of the Shield Hero. Love the Shield Hero. Again, whole issue with Raftalia being a slave, and then uh, uh, Nafumi having to rescue her. That whole issue. People rant about it. I think it's a good series. You just even if you ignore that fact, because it's been done before. That concept of oh, they're kind of the servant. That you're hired. It's happened before. The only thing that is messed up is the opening where he's framed for raping uh, the princess. That was just... That's hard mode in and of itself. And, you know, like, spoiler alerts, but there's other... that It comes out later that he didn't actually rape her. But we knew that he did in the first episode we knew it, but We all know it, but like we know it as the the readers as the But the plot behind it is insane. That's yeah. the part where it's like, oh god, it goes so far deep in the government. But anyway, good series. We we haven't reviewed it yet. We're going to review it. Next one's another one we haven't reviewed yet, but a lot of people love it. There is two anime series, two live action series. Apparently the live action series is just as good as the anime series and the manga is completely crazy. We're talking about Kagegururi. The Gambling manga about a school where your social status is based on if you gamble. And the girl, the new girl who shows up, the transfer student, is amazing at gambling. And when she gambles, she kind of gets off on it. Which is really, um... Different? No, it's... It, it's a, and the worst thing is it's a Jose series. That's where you're like, really? It's a Jose series? It's for older women? Okay. Jonose. <laughs> har, har, har. I know, sorry. Bad joke. Next one is the complete opposite. We're talking about Boku, Boku Wahiro Academia, or My Hero Academia. What are we gonna say? It's 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 my, my hero academia. It's awesome. It's awesome. We ha- we reviewed it. We loved it. It's great. All Might is great. Deku is great. People cosplay. Keep going. Uh, I still say say best character is, is Ochako. You're right. It's not Ochako. Yes, it's, it is. It's gonna be a racer head. She floats racer head, or it's gonna and best girl is Ochako. I just okay. It's Ochako or it's Froppy. Ochako. Okay. Next one is similar to My Neighbor Seki, except it's a little different. We're talking about Teasing Master Tagasan. This one is the reverse, where it's the guy who's being harassed by the girl, and the girl's doing it because she's into him, but he's too stupid to realize she's into him. Where she just is screwing with him, like saying, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to make you, I'm going to do something dumb in school. I'm going to do this to you. And he's like, this this doesn't work. It's like... You're gonna, I'm going to pretend I'm hypnotized and you're going to ask me dirty questions, but I'm going to be truthful about them like my only weakness is you. And it's like, how do you not realize that she's into you? Well, that's how it Because he's a teenage boy and kind of... He's not a teenage, he's middle school. He's a middle school kid. He's a preteen boy and dense and girls like boys before boys like girls back. Uh, 50-50 on that. Uh, you have Watakoi. Love it. Yes, the story of two... Older otaku working in a business office in the insanity Don't behind them. Don't say older otaku. They're like... Uh, <laughs> they're still younger than us. They're still younger than us. Which is depressing. But Young adult otaku. They're adults. They work. They have real jobs. They are salary people. And they are working together to fall in love. Because love is hard for otakus. And that's what's great about it. And I love the 
the way that each of the different characters are different types of otaku. It's not they're just all the same. One is a gamer otaku, one is a cosplay otaku, one is a fujoshi, completely fujoshi, and the other one is he's a casual otaku, but his whole thing is idols. Like it's like, yeah, I'm a man amongst men. I'm really cool guy. Girls love me. I'm awesome. Hey, question: Do you have that 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 action figure of the girl? I want to buy it. It's like, oh, oh my. Yes. Next manga is depressing because it's a ebook, and it makes me mad that it's an ebook. It should be a manga. Well, it is a manga, but the manga is an ebook. It should be a real book. Talk about ascension of a bookworm. Oh, I love this one. <sighs> Make, it's it's about making books. It's about it's an izakai about making books, and it's a light novel, and yet it's an ebook, not a real book. It makes me mad. Okay, next one we haven't reviewed it yet. I'm excited to review because it it's actually on the wheel monitor this week. We're talking about cells at work. Heave, ho. Yes, the story of the cells inside your body and all the things that happen. There's also a spinoff series that's about like. Things like alcoholism and cigarette abuse and all that, which is kind of cool, called Cells at Work Black. But Cells at Work is cool. It actually uses factual knowledge, but shows it in a tangible way. Like the fact that oxygen, red oxygen, they wear red clothes and they're carrying boxes, which are oxygen. Red blood cells. And then they bring back... uh, You mean red blood cells. They carry oxygen. Red blood cells, yes. And the white blood cells are insane, crazy military people, depending on the style that they are like. But they're all killing bacteria. And then you have the platelets. Hey, the platelets are just adorable. Yes. You have Getter Robo Evolution. What could I say? It's an adaptation of a go-to-guy story. It's surprising Musashi doesn't die, though. That's an interesting fact for Getter Robo. That Musashi does not die. Weird, crazy, again, on the uh, Wheel of Manga hasn't come up yet. And the next one is another one, but this is a... It's kind of hard to explain, because this is the second of the major turns of magical girls because the first one which came out is a magical girl story called puella puella uh puello how do you pronounce it? it's puello um da, ba, 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 ba. puella magica no puella magi madoka magica the story of a girl who is offered by a cute little cat to become a magical girl and then horrible things happen because it puts the whole magical girl concept on its head where contracts are you have to go kill witches and then You'll have your wish granted, whatever it is. Cool! But then it turns out, okay, you had your wish granted, now you're going to become an evil witch. And a new magical girl is going to show up to try to kill you. Twisted, dark, crazy. This other series that so came then you're out, like, cool, not cool. It does something different with the typical magical girl saving the day. The other one, magical girl PsyOps Asuka, is magical girls work for the government. And all of them have PTSD because they're fighting an evil kingdom and, like, a real war. It's not like they're going to be like, oh... We're going to just run away. You know, the bad guy's like, I'm going to get away and that's it. Now, I know who we are, but you know what? We're going to just run away. No, it's the bad guys find out who they are and then they do things like you have the little cute minions show up and they have a box for, hey, Asuka, you've been bothering us. So here's a present for you from our queen. It's the remains of her family. It's it's dark it's, and twisted. It's, I want to like that one and I just haven't gotten into it. The anime it. you made me turn off, you thought it was too vicious. Yeah. Um, next one is Comey Can't Communicate. This is just about a girl who has social anxiety. We reviewed this recently. And the guy who has kind of social anxiety because he's too honest and every other character, it's... It's kind of sweet. It's been done. It really has been done. I kind of like Speaking it, Speaking of communication, the next one is one about communication in a way where you're not telling the other person how you feel. Yes, it's Kaguya-sama, Love is War. 
I can see this happening in middle school and early high school in the mind of the characters. Like, that being, like, the majority part of their day and them over-obsessing about it. And But that's Machiavellian level of insanity of just, like, I plan this. I turn off his phone. I move this over. So this way he has to do this thing. And then when he does it, she's they're like, what the hell happened? Or... You are highly underestimating the power of a teenage girl's mind. No, but the, his his mind is just as crazy. His mind is just like, you know, I'm going to plot using this picture I have of my kid I'm, of myself when I'm younger, and I'm going to show it to this other girl and make her jealous, and then... Yeah. Or the whole thing of her not knowing what going all the way is. Oh, going all the way is That missing. was the cutest thing. Or the chin-chin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little uh, fuzzy in my throat. Don't know what's going on. Anyway, next one is another uh, reemergence with the broad of Food Wars. A bunch of other series came out that are based on food. Specifically, combining food now with Izakai. The first one we talk about is Izakai Izakaya Nobu, or otherworldly Izakaya Nobu. This one, the front of their shop opens up into another world, and the same group of people shows up and they try different food. It's okay. It's 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 good. However, there's another series that came out, which is a light novel series and a manga called Restaurant to Another World. And that one is much better. Because that one, it's yes, you have the, the, the portal to another world that's only open once every seven days. The portals appear randomly in this world. Or there's specific spots, but there's different locations. If you didn't know about the first one, then it it's awesome. But as soon as you know about... Restaurant to another world. Restaurant to another world. Forget about Nobu. Yeah, because it's so much a better series, and all the characters are more interesting. Because it's not just okay. Hans is going to the store today, and he sees that they're eating kisu fish. Ooh, I'm going to try that. Or Hans is going to come in today because he's engaged, and he he needs to try to eat squid. Yay! No, this is this this volume. Two dwarves find out about the door. They go through. And they're going to go drink themselves under the table and eat fried food. Another one a. Elf girl comes in and she's trying to find food that is not made of animal and has no dairy, no byproducts, is good for an elf. Yeah, vegan, basically. Super vegan, and he makes something amazingly vegan, and it's described and shown in delicious ways. I mean, it's inspired a couple food panels of ours. Yes, and maybe some other secret projects of ours. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more, say no more. Um, speaking of Izakais, another series that we have that's a manga is Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, which is, let's have an Izakai series, but let's make it realistic, because this is one where it's not like, we're going to start this and have awesome powers. No, it's, we're starting this and having no powers, and it's going to be really rough. Like, two volumes to kill one goblin, and they take heavy losses. Pretty rough. Okay. Another big one that a lot of you remember if you went to the con scene was the emergence of orange... Hamster hoodies and key moves. Hooray! Umaro-chan! Yes, Himoto Umaro-chan, the princess little sister. Who is... Umaro is an adult, and then UMR as a little girl going crazy. Not quite adult, but, you know, like... This is totally adult. It's about the big brother. He's the main character. She's just an annoyance. Her and her hamsters. See, yeah, that's, that's funny. It's like, I think it's the opposite. It's about her and how she's an annoyance. That is true, and I do think that is a good point. And then you have all the other insane people in her life. Like, you have her rival who thinks she's a rival, but she's not. She's secretly her best friend. And then her best friend is in love with her big brother. 
Which well, happens. We all kind of ship that they want to get together, but we digress. And another one about little sisters or people who are into people who are keeping it weird. You have How Clumsy You Are, Miss Uenu. About a creepy mad scientist who uses her love interest as a test subject to try to make him pervy like so that she's he's into her and he's oblivious to it. I kind of wanted to like that, but when she started like wouldn't let the drink my pee thing well, go. Or here, like, look at my panties. They're they're invisible panties. You got to look under the like He's like it's it's like he's a freshman. Don't you're, She's you're, trying to play doctor. I don't I don't ugh. No, she's not. Not my favorite. So another one you have is one which we love. We both love very much. It is a story of a guy who finds a cat on top of his mom and dad's gravestone mm-hmm. and he adopts him. Her. We're talking about My Roommate is a Cat with yeah. Harlow Chan. I love this one. It's a very cute series that is a different interpretation of the cat manga unlike Cheese Sweet Home. And I've got to say, I do love how it turns out with the series. And I love that every chapter is split in half. Half of it is from his point of view. And half, half from- of it is from the kitty's point of view. Same event, same everything. It's just, oh, it's so darn cute. So the next one is actually a spinoff of a long-running series from the 80s. We're talking about Tanegawa-san, Middle Management Blues. Yes, the story of the villain from Kaiji in Middle Management. It's It should not work. It totally should not work because you don't want to root for the villain. But this is just him dealing with, okay, he's an evil Yakuza boss. In a building, but he's not the boss. He's like the... He's middle management. It's him dealing with, okay, our boss wants to do this thing. You have to deal with it. Uh, but I have paperwork to do. We'll take care of it. And it's just... It's very procedural, but it works. Just don't know why it works. You hate it because you hate the art style for, for Kaiji. And you hate the fact that it's just so corrupt. Yeah, I can't stand it. Yes. Also, Kaiji came out. But Kaiji was released in, originally in the... In the 80s. The manga released by Denpa Books. Awesome series. We're going to actually review the Denpa book. Or even though we already reviewed the series, we're going to review how it's done. Zawa Zawa. Uh, you have Your Lie in April, the manga which made everybody cry. What can we say about Your Lie in April except read it and bring tissues? You had Astro Lost in Space, the story of kids on a high school trip that end up on the other side of the universe and they got to get home. And the I like that one. Another one of these people is not like the other because there's a traitor on the ship. What happens with the traitor, how that goes, it goes completely in a weird way that you never expect. Dum, bum, bum. Another, another light novel series, Aferetta from Commonplace to World's Strongest. This one is kind of horrific because the main character almost dies in the first episode because of his classmates or a classmate who wants him dead. And then he just ends up sh- struggling to survive in a really horrific way. It's not like... Rising of the Shield here where, oh, I've been betrayed by the people. No, it's he's betrayed by a friend, and he has to survive in a world where he's alone. It's kind of depressing and dark. Speaking of depressing and dark, we also have The Promised Neverland. The story of a bunch of kids in a lovely orphanage. That life is so good with their Mama Isabel. Or is it? It's not good. Life is not good. Turns out the orphanage is a farm. We've reviewed this and talked about this so many times. Great series. It's a farm for people. It's a for smart kids. The manga's almost done, though, which is cool. Especially where they're at now. There's only, like, a couple more chapters till the series is done. I liked where it's going, and I can't wait to review the actual end of the manga. Yes. But we're almost there. So, next one we have is My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. 
This is a manga that is an autobiographical story, which most people think, oh yeah, it's going to be a sexy story. It's not a sexy story. It the, 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 the Her experience is the opening and the end of the book. The rest is her dealing with her wanting to be a mangaka and how depressing her life was. Like her having to work a job where she despised it and hated it. And it's just her dealing with her depression and her getting out of it. It's a unique experience, but it's... We well, I think I believe we reviewed it. I think we reviewed it. I gotta check. We three hundred fifty mangas. I gotta write it down. But anyway, check it out. Um, just be prepared again. This one's one which is gonna make you think and feel kind of depressing. You're gonna need something happy afterwards. And speaking of happy, a manga that came out last year that I'm so excited for. That makes me happy. That makes me want to work out. It makes me want side chester. How heavy are the dumbbells you left? I was so happy this came out last year, and I had so much fun because so many people loved this series when it was just uh, We've, scanning. like, played about it at the gym. Yes, because you have to listen to that music and just work out with it. And, you know, and all of the exercises that are in the manga and in the anime... Are real. Are factual and real. You combine this with Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch, and you got a workout. you got a nerdy workout for you. It's better than the uh, One Punch Man. And speaking of one, one we didn't talk about, One Punch Man! One punch! Yes, the story of a guy who did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 uh, squats, and ran 100 mile, miles a day for ever? a year, for one year and being the strongest man ever. And it's a superhero series, which is very different than My Hero Academia because he's the strongest thing ever because he kills everything with one punch! My thing is I prefer <laughs> the My Hero Academia version of something like that instead. The same premise, though, that you have the side characters are more interesting. Like, I mean, the best character, I still say, is Moomin Rider. He's a guy who, what's his power? He has a bicycle. He's like a D-level hero who just, I have a bicycle and I ride and I save people. Yeah, but it's like, okay, what's the problem? Okay, this is the problem. Nobody can can um, defeat this guy. Oh, one punch. shows up and he punches him out. Right. But the way they do the twist every time is so different. Like, with the time when it's just... He, he backhands him accidentally and kills the guy without realizing it. It's kind of fun. But we're digressing. Um, so, yeah. We have uh, Welcome to Demon School Irumakun, which is very similar to so many other series like Rosario plus Vampire. Yeah, but I really like this one more. It's a similar premise, though. Rosario plus Vampire, kid ends up in another world. Except this one, he's, his parents sell him to a demon and the demon wants to adopt him. That one's, I got on the wrong bus and ended up in demon school. And this one, they're more crazy, even though I do love Clara and, and Murph and Connor, which is just a unique way to make a ditzy character who's supposed to be a demon, but she's totally not a demon. I mean, she's just a girl who's used by her other pupils, and her power is she pulls things out of her pockets, and they come real. Anything. Crazy series. Our main character. Anything she's seen before. And our main character is a wimp, and... He's not the reason why you watch. You watch it for the outside characters. Even the demon, well, like the president of the school who's obsessed with shoujo manga. His grandpa. Oh, not the grandpa. I was talking about the girl, the redhead. Oh. But yeah, his grandpa too. The, the <laughs> Anyway, so we're getting to the end of the manga. And the next one we have is How a Realistic Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. I love the light novel and the... The uh, manga I'm kind of addicted to. Um, how many of the volumes have you seen strewn around the apartment for the light novel? I stopped uh, counting. Yeah, five of them. And it's it's bureaucracy. It's just 
guy was summoned as an Izakai, and instead of him fighting the war, he just solves it bureaucratically and becomes the king. And he ends up having to deal with ways like, okay, we're going to sell half of the treasury off because we're going to keep the heirlooms and the things that were just sitting there, we get our money back. Done. Um, fun series. Love it. Can't wait to review it. We have Boku Ben, another series that's been on the wheel of manga and we haven't picked up yet, or We Never Learn. A series with a very simple premise that we've talked about so many times. It is the main character has a tutor a girl, and maybe he'll like her, maybe he won't, and then something's wrong and they meet another girl. In this one, one girl, she wants to, she's amazing in English and wants to learn math, and then her another student has to teach is amazing at math and wants to learn English. Har har, what's going to happen here? Wacky hijinks, who's he going to fall in love with? That's the craziness of that series. Then another series that came out, which is equally fun, the quintessential quintuplets. Oh, I love which the quints. Is a guy's hired to tutor five girls, starts off poorly, and then he has to earn each of the girls' respect, and then it's which of the girls he's going to end up with, because in the beginning of the series, we know he marries one of them. And it's which of the girls he's going to end up with, and now we know which of the girls he ends up with, and I'm kind of depressed about it because best girl's Miku, but I digress. Oh, spoiler alert! I didn't say who it was. <laughs> But now we know it's not Miku. Well, maybe it is Miku. Maybe I'm twisting things. Uh huh. Ha, uh-huh. Ha, 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 ha. Uh-huh. Anyway, you have uh, one series which is about a guy, uh, based on the light novel series, about a guy who just takes his job way too seriously. Why? Because he is an RPG character who has one job and one job only. He kills goblins. Lots of goblins. We're talking about Goblin Slayer. The light novel is crazy. The. Manga is disturbing. The anime is trigger-inducing. The premise is just, he is an insane person that kills goblins, and he's helped by a cleric, who a priestess, who just is trying to be there to be with him to help him out because he rescued her, and she has kind of Stockholm Syndrome. And he's just killing goblins, killing goblins, killing goblins, killing goblins, and yeah. There's even a spin-off he called even... Year One when he first starts out being a goblin But slayer. he doesn't even just, like, kill goblins. He, like, overkills oh, goblins. He, oh, it's it's insane. He's psychotic. We know he's psychotic. I'd love to see a psych report on him. In the review, I talked about that, that how insane he is. And the last manga we're really going to talk about for the 2010s that was worth discussing for this part is Kimichi no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. This is a shonen series that is super addictive and a lot of fun. Oh, there is one more that we should talk about. I can't believe I forgot about it, but Demon Slayer. Great series and also has Best Girl of the Year, arguably. We're talking about Nezuko, the cute demon girl who lives in her big brother's backpack and who is super powerful and super violent. I love Demon Slayer. There's some some parts of it are a little gory, a little gross, but I like Demon Slayer. I like the anime. The manga is going has gone really crazy and it's at the end, and I like the fact that they're at the end of the series and they kinda did a major jump to the end. I love that. Another Shoujo series that I completely forgot that Viz released is Doctor Stone. Last one. Yep. Doctor Stone, a guy gets sent to the future and he's gotta deal with a bunch of other crazy people in the future. And it's not a good future. There it's the Stone Age again. What happened? What's gonna happen? Who's gonna save the day? How are they going to fight the How are they going to repopulate the earth and move science forward? And Well, he can do it because he's crazy. How are you going to make a cell phone? Hey, he made a phone. <laughs> and he made soda. That's... And then he realized he needed to make a second phone. That was funny. Well, he knew. He just didn't want to bring it up. So, yeah, these are the 
mangas of 2010. If you have one that you remembered or think about, email us, zansparkin.com or sparkin.gmail.com. Let us know what, what's your favorite manga of the 2010s that you enjoyed or that I've forgotten. And now with that, let's get to the anime TV series of the decade. Because 2010s had a bunch of them. A lot of them we already talked about. We're not going to go over all the ones like the quintessential quintuplets or say we're going to be going over um, Ascension of a Bookworm or Grimgar, Fancy and Ash or That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Aphoretta, Promise Neverland, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Restaurant to Another World, Boku Ben, Demon Slayer, Goblin Slayer, Dr. Stone. We're not talking about any of those. We're going to talk about some of the more unique series that are specifically anime only. I mean, two I did forget were, of course, Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill by Studio Trigger was a great series which did something totally different. And it was a great introduction to Studio Trigger itself. Their first work was, of course, Inferno Cop, which we cannot forget Inferno Cop because Inferno Cop is just Ghost Rider. Arguably, you could say he's not, but it's Inferno Cop. <laughs> but Kill a Kill was, let's take the magical girl genre, twist it around on its head, and make it about the costumes and more about sisterly love. And it's done in a really well way. It's also about growing up. Gotta say that. Another series that is a great anime um, is Tatami Galaxy. This is about a guy in an apartment that's six Tatami, Matt Big, and every episode, he wakes up, he goes to school, it's club day, and he joins a different club. Then he goes to sleep. At the end of the series, after hijinks happen. Because his apartment, apparently, is a dimensional portal that he doesn't realize, so he's forced to Groundhog's Day every single day through these dimensions. Only one person knows the truth of this. Who, And he shows up in another series that was made by this person. That we're going to talk about in a little bit. We're talking about The Night is Short. Walk on, girl. Oh, yeah. What can we say? It's That's a trippy series as well. Where it's just very mind-bendy and very... Puts your thoughts on its head where it seems like it's a simple premise, but it's not. Okay. Another one that came out is Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Two angels who don't act like angels who have to get 100 heavenly coins to get back into heaven because they're too screwed up to do it and yeah i mean the first episode talks of shows it all they are they have to fight a giant shit monster who says doo doo poo poo pee pee and then they have a magical transformation what, what does he say again <laughs> you heard it and then there's it's and then you have the demons who are their polar opposites who are super nice and polite but the angels are just horrible the one's a slut and the other one's a candy holic and then you have Gardabelt, who's a pedophile. That's a whole other priest thing. Um, you had Princess Jellyfish, which there is a manga, but that one is very different because it focuses on someone who wants to be a fashion designer living in a row house with a transgender main uh, transgender character. Did something very different. The art style is great, and what can we say about it? But it's a unique series that does something very different. Now, one which recently got a manga, but we're talking about the anime, Penguin Drum, which the creator of Utena decided to make, and oh, good God. <laughs> like, what was she... Well, of course, Utena was an insane series to begin with, but Penguin Drum is 
we have a little sister. Our little sister's dead, but she's brought back to life by this magical hat that says we have to find the penguin drum using a magical transformation experience that's almost like a dance sequence. And you have a girl who has a book that's she's following religiously that's about her life, but it's not her life, it's her dead sister's life, but she's following it to a T as a holy... Like, if she does this, follows this book, she'll be brought back to life as her sister, and yeah. Penguin drum, completely bizarre, crazy, just trippy, but it's got some really cool music to it. The next one, which had an OVA series, it's one of the longest-running manga series of all time, but the anime was made popular in the 2010s. <sighs> Didn't you know? It's me! JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The, the ongoing story of the Joestar family and their fight against all things evil. Why? Because JoJo. Yes, because of JoJo's. We're in the, we just finished the fifth series, and I have no idea where they're going to go. I'm hoping the next series, because we're going to get a female JoJo finally, who's actually the daughter of one of the other JoJo's, and she's in prison, so it's a prison story. And it's like, how have they not had a female JoJo till now? Well, that's one of the things I love about it. It's not just a, oh, this is like Dragon Ball Super. It's still Goku and it's 20 years later. No, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it follows the same family, but little differences. Like Volume 4, it's like, he is the grandson or uncle of the of Jotaro. How does that work? Because Grandpa was a prick. And then the fifth version, oh, it turns out that he's a JoJo because he's technically the son of Jonathan Joestar, but he's not because... During the time, Jonathan Joestar's body had Dio's head on top of it. And that, so technically he's Dio's son, but technically he's a Joestar. And then there's an invisible baby involved. And then there's a orangutan who reads porn and has a boat for a, a, a stand because... Evil? Because... because it's JoJo's. JoJo's. You just... At the, at the first volume, it's okay. It's about Hamon. Vampires and Hamon. Makes which sounds a lot like ham. Which makes sense. Second second story arc. Oh, it's the Pillar Men. These are really old vampire guys. And they're all naked. And one of them gives him, like, here is your wedding ring. It's a ring around your heart that has poison in it. Why? And you he, have to take care of it within a year or you die. Or you're Not a year, it's like three weeks or you're going to die. And then his whole thing of, I know what you're going to say next. Yes. And then the third version, which is Jotaro is just an asshole because he's an asshole. He curses out his mom. His mom's in love with him. And... It's just bizarre. It's, just... it's well named. It's bizarre. Araki, that freaking vampire of a man, well, he's created something amazing and finally the, the public knows about it. We love it. Um, you had the One Punch Man anime. Well done. Uh, we talked about Kill a Kill. Uh, you have a series, which there is a manga that a lot of people love, but most people know about the anime, and all I can say is about the anime within the anime. Hime, hime, hime. Yes, Yawa Mushi Pedal, Yawa Pedal. A sports series about cycling that no one thought would be interesting, and people love it. You think it's great, it's amazing, and it's a fun anime series. Ah... <sighs> You had Ping Pong the Animation, which is competitive ping pong. Um, I love how it was designed and how weird it was, even though I don't like the character design. I do love the series in general. You have uh, Terror Residence, which is end of the world happened, and now it's the survivors. Crazy. There was Durarara, a series that was created by Ryoho Narita, the creator of Bakano, so it's an unofficial sequel. And this 
takes place in Ikebukuro with an ensemble cast of all insanity with gangs and violence and ghosts and a doula hand who rides a motorcycle. Very cool and well done. You had one of my personal favorite anime series of all time, even though it's very twisted, based on an ONA. We're talking about Death Parade, the story about what happens in the uh, afterlife where you're judged by playing games. Kind of cool. You had Samurai Flamenco, this really weird series about a guy who wants to be a superhero and it turns out he actually is a superhero. Kind of what the fuck. I love the fact of how it came out and how absurd it is. One I can't forget is Psychopaths, a crime cyberpunk dystopia, which is very um, minority report-esque where crimes are charged before they're committed. We reviewed this in an earlier podcast and Baz was obsessed with the Dominator, that gun which judges people immediately. There was Kids on the Slope, a series which takes place in 1966 and is about two friends who start a jazz band. Really cool if you do enjoy jazz. Uh, for, can't forget Giant Robots, and specifically Gundam Unicorn, a great addition to the Gundam universe. Also, there's Gundam's Iron-Blooded Orphans and uh, some of the other ones we don't really have to talk about. I mean, there's Aldnoa Zero, another Giant Robot series that's really twisted. The main character may have some sort of mental issues. Don't want to get into that. We reviewed that in another podcast. Uh, for me personally, besides Lupin the Third, Volume 4 and 5, a series which I really enjoyed was Lupin the Third, The Woman Called Fujiko, the OVA, where it goes into her backstory a little bit. A lot of the additional movies, including Lupin the Third versus Detective Conan, and Lupin the Third Red versus Green. Well, we're getting a little bit too geeky on that. Trying to hurry this up. You had uh, people getting kidnapped and put into video game situations like Batum, which that's a really twisted non Isekai series that really happens. Don Ropa. Um, what else is there? Uh, you had Steins Gate, a time travel anime which has to deal with traveling through time via a microwave. Really poof, explosive. You had, um, what is it? Uh, the reinterpretation remake of Legends of Galactic Heroes and the remake of uh, uh, Space Battleship Yamato, 2199. Excellent adaptations. And one other one we got to definitely go into before we go further is the Yatterman remake. Another adaptation of an original property that was from the 60s and 70s brought to the present day. This was actually a sequel to the series and goes into the ending. For us crime buffs, you also had... Ranpo Katan, Game of La Peace, which is a very twisted story of a guy who wakes up at a murder scene and a pseudo Sherlock Holmes' character has to save him and they end up trying to solve cases. You had Yuri on Ice, which is about gay figure skaters. Or, sorry, it's a romantic show, uh, Shonen Ice series where, unlike most Shiaois, this is they're together, they end up together. And it's about the relationship itself, not the sex, not the making out. It's them being a couple and while also dealing with ice skating or figure skating. It's an intriguing premise and a lot of people love it. Or ice dancing, if you will. Bah! What was that? You know what? Doesn't matter. Okay, you had Violet Evergarden. Very similar to another manga and anime from the 80s we talked about where you have a robotic survivor <clears throat> who's kind of cataloging the world as she sees it. Going into its decline. Depressing. Uh, melancholy. And well. You feel a little saudade, saudade. With it. It's that kind of. 
melancholy of suffering where you kind of feel like well, it's longing for melancholy. It's, it's a it's a well, it's a hard it's word which is very uh, it's Catalonian. It's French. No, it's Catalonian. Oh, it's Catalonian. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's no. It sounds real... like ennui. Yes, it's similar to ennui. It's just it's a weird word which, is, which describes the series perfectly. Um, you have an adaptation of Gona Guy's most screwed up series ever. We're talking about Devil Man Cry, baby. Oh God, that first episode that set us up completely for how fucked up the series was because, yeah, I mean it showed the series in such a more screwed up way because the first series is oh they're just dancing around in a nightclub and they turn to monsters. No, in Devil Man Cry, baby, it's a straight up orgy. It's a straight up orgy that they go to, and there's drugs and there's liquor, and it just it's really screwed up. And then when he turns into the Devil Man, it's nightmarish. When I show you those scenes from Devil Man, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to talk about your horrified by it. Isn't that in the horror panel? Yes, it is. There you go. Uh, you had Castlevania, which is an adaptation of the video game. It's Castlevania, you know. Um, that was well done. It actually makes you sympathize with Dracula because the whole reason why he created the Castlevania is because they killed his wife. It's like, okay. That it's like, oh, it gives you that's a... why you're crazy. No, that's why Understood. you, you want to Continue. destroy humanity. They yeah. killed your wife. In uh, the next one you had is... a. Adaptation or remake of an older series. A series that has to deal with the Zodiac. Fruits Baskets. Yes, the 2019 Just to clarify, adaptation. it's Fruits Basket. I just like to throw an extra S on top. Fruits Baskets. It's more faithful to the manga, and I've got to say, it's an enjoyable watch. The original series is cute. I think this has done a lot better. And I don't know, I think that... Them getting rid of some I of the, really like it. I like the little story they have going on. I like that they got rid of some of the dumber aspects. Like they got rid of the Prince Yuki fan. In every episode is this annoying element. They just show up. And there's they have one episode that's for them. And it explains them. And that's it. There's no more. Every episode. Yuki. Yuki. Why Yuki? Why Yuki? No. We don't have that. And the characters are developed much better in Fruits Basket. And it pays more attention to the other Zodiac members. It's not just... Here's five. That's all you need to know. This one goes further into some of the more intriguing characters, I've got to say. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, the, the next one, the last two we're going to talk about, really, that we're focusing on. One of them is made by the creator of Cowboy Bebop. That was an amazing story. No, we're not talking about the one about Samurais, no. We're talking about Carol and Tuesday. Oh, I love Carol and Tuesday. An anime about two girls on Mars who start a band and all the craziness behind that. It's a series that will bring you up and also has some great music to it. It's got a great overarching story involving a little bit of politics. You could say, oh, it has to do with political climate. Just ignore that. It's important the fact that her mother is using her for stuff, but you gotta love the all the other things going on. Like the mystery between... Um, their rival and her producer friend who there's something going on but maybe there's more to it than that who knows and then of course you have their current their music producer not their manager their music producer who's a crazy homicidal drunk who's like they're gonna do it again 50 times and now it tastes like sounds like shit but good shit or of course you have the mermaid sisters and what's beautiful is they sing in english yes and it's 
beautiful. But uh, the soundtrack is amazing in the series. I will say. And finally, the last one is another one that you can find on Netflix. And it's a Sanrio property. The person who made Hello Kitty. And we're not talking about Hello Kitty meets Gundam. Because that's its own insane thing. The second episode came out in 2020. So we're not going to count it. Even though seeing Hello Kitty talk to Amro is great. No. They made a really new cool character for Sanrio. No, it's not Kuropi. No, it's not Kuropi's been around forever. No. It's a young red panda. And what's her job? She's an office worker. A Gretzko. Yes, a Gretzko. The office worker who gets very angry and then will sing karaoke. And not just any karaoke, she sings death, death metal. metal. And her dealing with her boss, Mr. Tan. And then, of course, you have Haida, the hyena who's in love with her, but he won't bring it up to her. And then all the guys that she goes out with. You have her other friend, Fenico, who's a Fenix. Because her, her first goal was to just... Get married and not have to work. Oh, and she met the space case. <laughs> and of course, we cannot forget um, uh, Miss Gory and um, I forgot the other girl's name, but the two, what is it, you said they're the boss bitches of the of the, of the, uh, the building? Yes. The gorilla and the crane? Yes. Very cool series. You definitely should watch it. And so there's other stuff that we didn't cover, but those are, I think, are the best anime series of the 2010s. We talked about the movies in another episode, but those are the ones which sell out for like the, the TV series. Because there's other ones like we could have talked about My Hero Academia, how awesome the anime is, or Demon Slayer, how awesome the anime is, or One Punch Man, or uh, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, or you know, but those are the ones. Those okay. are our favorites, at least. Yes. And then finally, now that we're done with anime, let's get to. Comics. And we're not going to talk about every single comic that came out. We're going to focus on two major comics and then just a couple of things that came out. Story arcs. Because some big events occurred in Marvel and DC and the other in, in independent comics. The biggest thing that came out in independent comics, arguably, we'll even say yourself, is Saga. A sci-fi property that no one thought would have been great. Um, Greta's friend, Teresa is still trying to get her to read Saga because of how good it is. She hasn't read it yet. Nope. But it's a story of two warring classes, two members fall in love with each other, have a baby, and now everyone is trying to kill them and get their kid. It's weird. It's unusual. It's sci-fi meets magic. And there's so many cool elements to this world that's been weave woven. Like the fact that they're being pursued by a hunter known as the Will. And the Will's partner is a cat known as the Lion Cat. A cat that will tell you if you're lying or not. I do like that. That is really cool. That's a really cool premise of it is the fact that it knows when you're lying. And he's he, he's assisted by this little girl who was sold into slavery. And there's a whole scene where the little girl's talking about herself and what she likes. And she says that she's a dirty, horrible. And she's getting down herself. And the cat says, lying. Because the cat knows she's, she's a good girl. Great series. Wonderfully done. It's been on hiatus for, I think, two years. But the hiatus is done. We're going to get some more series out of it. Another one, another series that we definitely have to bring up is The Resurgence of Zombies. Yes. Walking Dead. I don't like zombies. Robert Eastman did an amazing job with this series. He 
it was a series that no one expected to be amazing. Turned out to be a great story. And then to top it off, he ends it without telling anybody when the last volume was. The last chapter came out out of nowhere. There were actually in the Diamond books and in all of the different promotions, there were three more volumes set up to be going out. And it's like, nope, this was the last volume. I planned it. I just tricked you all. Ha ha. And the ending is just like, okay, they kill this character and then they do a time jump. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the series. And it was a unique and well done concept for uh, showing horror with zombies in a unique way. It's not just, we're going to focus on killing the zombies. No, this is about the survivors and the walking dead are not the zombies. They're the survivors dealing with everything from Alexandra to Negan to the Marauders and even the, uh, I forgot the name of the zombies, who the guys who pretend they're zombies to survive. Uh, anyway, you're shouting at your, email me if you remember that in zanspark.com. And so now, finally, let's get to the big event of 2010. Now, for DC, the biggest one is Flashpoint. When Barry Allen goes back in time and stops his mother's death from dying. And because of that, he fucks up the whole continuity. They made this into a cartoon, and they adapted it kind of on The Flash. Because when he comes back, this leads into New 52. And all that crap that happened when you had all the like things like Superman is wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And he no longer has the red underwear. Had that, you had Wonder Woman being more militaristic. And then this was retconned in DC Rebirth and Convergence. You had that going on. You had the Death of the Family story arc from Batman. Also the Batman Endgame series and the current Batman run, which has been amazing with the wedding of Bruce Wayne, Selina Kyle, that going to hell. But Death of the Family is the one which you would think about because that has brought Joker into a new light. Most people don't think, of, when they think about Joker, they think about Joker being the guy smiling in the suit and tie, not Joker who cut his own face off and then attached it with staples back to his face. You know, kidna yeah, kidnapping uh... the whole family to torture them. And him having to fight Bruce Wayne over death. And then the, well, very amazing stuff with DC for Death of Family. And the last big thing from DC, gotta say, is Dark Knight Metals. Where Batman from different universes come to destroy the universe. And they're led by the most infamous Batman ever. Who's now one of the biggest villains in the DC, the direct current comics. We're talking about the Batman who laughed. Who is essentially <laughs> Batman if he went the route of the Joker. Yeah. So it's Bruce Wayne, but completely insane. But like broken. Oh no, he's he's like, and I love the only way to stop him the first time. And not kill him, to stop him, because there's no way to stop him, because he's just Bruce Wayne, but evil. Is He has to work with the Joker, and the Joker's like, yeah, I didn't see this coming either. That's the only way this was going to work, because you're crazy. And it's, it's dark and twisted, and it's going to have repercussions further on to come. But that's what's going on in... Well, the uh, DC Universe. Now, in the Marvel Universe, a lot happened. The biggest thing itself was you had um, the Siege event, which is when um, the destruction of Asgard, rebuild of Asgard, Thor losing his hammer and unable to lift it up because he's no longer worthy. He became the unworthy Thor. And then a new Thor appeared. What is Who is this Thor that appeared? Well, He's the one that's worthy. She is the one that's worthy. We're talking about Jane Foster. So the mighty Thor was a woman. Even though that made for an interesting story arc where you had Jane Foster being Thor. But the other thing is she's... Jane Foster is a cancer patient. 
that's getting chemotherapy. And every time she uses the power to become Thor, it flushes out all the medicine that's making her feel better. So by her becoming Thor, she's killing herself slowly. Which is kind of a superhero thing. They sacrifice themselves to save everybody. And it's a great story of it. Of just a, a immense... You want to say, well, not humanity, but it's her being awesome. Yeah. And you have that. Uh, another event that you had, which was big, was Secret Wars. Which was uh, not like the original Secret War in 1980 when it was people were taken to a planet and were done stuff with. No, this is Doctor Doom gets omnipotent powers, combines the unit after the universes are all destroyed and combined. And now he is God Emperor Thor. Uh, not, sorry, God Emperor Doom. And he's going to just destroy the world. Long stuff happens in the end. All the multiverses are combined into one universe. So essentially the same thing as Flashpoint, but Marvel style. And it brings in one of the most popular Marvel characters, Miles Morales, into the regular... Universe. Uh, Marvel Universe. And he's now a regular character. Miles Morales is spe- is awesome. Speaking of Miles Morales, let's talk about the other big series involving Spider-Man. We're talking about Spider-Verse. Uh, the introduction of... A bunch of Spider-Men having to deal with interdimensional hunters that are killing every single Spider-Man off. And it's making it that all of them exist in the real world. And we're not just talking about, like, regular Peter Parker Spider-Man and Miles Morales. We're talking about, like, the Hostess Cupcake Spider-Man from the commercials. Or the one from the Electric Company. Or Japanese Spider-Man. Or the one from the New York Times. It just brought all of these characters together in a huge, cool, fanboy way. And then there's one called Spider-Pocalypse, where they brought it back, where it was newer characters that were just like you didn't expect to see. And also that would introduce Spider-Gwen. Gwen Stacy being brought back as uh, Spider-Woman. And with all of her stuff. So Is she Spider-Woman or is she Spider-like girl? Well, now she's Ghost Spider. That's her name is Ghost Spider. Because it's pretty cool. So the other big things you had, uh, Marvel, there are two other big things. We could talk about Infinity or Age of Ultron or Avengers vs. X-Men or Inhumanity or Original Sin or Axis. But the two big ones we're going to talk about left are another Spider-Man event and then finally an X-Men event. Because X-Men has gone through a lot of shit because with the DCEU, X-Men was kind of pushed to the side because Fox owned it. And they are like, we're going to just kind of make... X-Men no longer popular for a while until we get it back. And now they got it back and they fixed it. Good. And that's the House of X where they had it in a way where all mutants have been brought back and they now live on an island. And now it's the island nation for mutants. It's unique. It's different. Um, kind of twisted in a way where the mutants can't really die. Well, most of them can't die. Only the stuff. <laughs> Just a lot of unique stuff with the power of X, the House of X. It's uh, hard to explain it without going into full geek territory. We've been talking for an hour, so I don't want to get... Because I could do a whole podcast about the House of X, Power of X, and the whole thing of how Moira Taggart is actually a mutant now, where she was never a mutant, she's just a sympathizer, and then how there's a mutant called Goldball, who he shot out golden balls, and now it turns out, no, they're actually embryos, and you can actually clone mutants into them. And Professor X now wears Cerebro on his head, and he can walk because he was cloned, but yeah. But the big one, the one which was the most dramatic event that occurred, and one of the most angering, talking about the death of Peter Parker. No. Peter Parker being killed in a fight 
with Otto Octavius. However, Otto Octavius was dying, and he had a trick up his sleeve, so he switched his personalities with Peter Parker. So, the amazing Spider-Man was gone, but who rose in his place? Not a spectacular Spider-Man, not a awesome Spider-Man or ultimate Spider-Man, no. The superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man looking like Peter Parker, but having Otto Octavius' mind. A supervillain trying to be the best hero he could be because of what he saw in Peter Parker's mind. This was an infuriating two years of seeing this, but it was an intriguing experiment to see a supervillain being a superhero. <laughs> and I love that when he afterwards resolved, no one believed that he was still Peter Parker until he did something so stupid. He's like, listen, I'm Peter. I'm not uh, uh. What happened was he switched minds, but now I'm back in my own mind. But the problem was that um, something happened where I didn't have any power. I didn't have my powers on me. I didn't know any of his new technology. And I kind of screwed up. And I ended up using the webbing on my underwears. And now my underwears are stuck because I don't know how to dissolve them. It's like, yep, that's Peter Parker, all right. You're like, and you're an idiot. Yep. Yeah, Bendis. Uh, not Bendis. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Joe Quesada. Uh, man, man, oh, man. Weird. Seriously, yeah. So that was the things that happened in the long run of the... 2010s. 2010s. I mean, I didn't go over any of the other stuff, like the year of the villains or any of that but those are things that were important to me if there's a comic event that was important to you email us uh zansparker.com sparkergmail.com or you can add us on twitter and direct message me directly on what you liked or didn't like let us know uh so i think that's it for stuff that happened in 2010 but let's talk about stuff that's happening in 2020 so what's new to come, per se? Yeah, a lot is happening in the 2020s and beyond. Uh, for comics, not much. I mean, you got a couple of spidery things and a couple of, like, so the end of the Batman run where supposedly Batman and Catwoman may get married. Issue 100 is coming soon. We're going to see how that ends. Uh, X-Men, you have everything in the fallout from Power of X and all that. Uh, you got a bunch of Spider-Man-y stuff. And for 2010 itself... Or 2020. Let's see. You got a couple movies coming out. A couple of them we're excited about. Some of them we're horrified for. For example, we have the film adaptation of Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. And ah, the, it's starring ah, Michael Pena. Ah. And it's going to be a horror movie. I'm excited about it. I want to see it. It looks like a really creepy horror movie that I can handle. It looks like a thriller than a horror movie. Right, right. The next one is an adaptation of a Valiant comic. We're talking about Bloodshot. It's starring everyone's favorite geek slash muscle man, Vin Diesel. Yay! It's another one of his passion projects. It's He's doing it because he wants to have fun. It's He does 50 billion Fast and Furious so he could pay for his fun projects. So this is one of his fun projects. I think it's going to be a passionate performance. It may be terrible, but there we go. You have... Emma, the adaptation of The Pride and Prejudice. This is the newest one. This is a modern adaptation. Yay! You have Wendy, an adaptation of Wendy from Peter Pan. Yep. You have a new Disney film called Onward. Yay! This one is starring, of course, the current Star-Lord, Chris Pratt, and the current Peter Parker, 
Tom Holland being brothers in a fantasy world where they're trying to go on a road trip to bring back half their dad. Yeah. It's going to be funny because of the sight gags. It's, it's going to be funny. Those I have a feeling those guys had fun on this project. The next film is one which was supposed to come out two years ago. And it's been shelved, but because Fox sold their rights to the X-Men to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're finally getting it in theaters. And to top it off, it's hinted that it's going to be actually a MCU film. So that's crazy. We're talking about the New Mutants. Yay! It looks like a total horror film. It does look like a horror. And it's going to be glorious. Now, uh, something that we're talking about in the movie review as of late, if you've been listening, uh, one of the greatest franchises of all time has a new movie coming out. And when we're done reviewing all of the other films, we can, all 25 of the other films, we can talk about the latest film in the Alfred Broccoli franchise of... <laughs> Yes, No Time to Die, the last Bond film for Daniel Craig, and he's having fun going out, especially with his Heineken commercial. Oh, the Heineken commercial was awesome. Uh, You have a new film, uh, Antebellum, which is seems interesting, weird. Don't know what it's about. Isn't that the one with the basement and it's horrific? Don't know. Don't know what Antebellum's about. I'm intrigued though. You have. The remake, or the 15th edition of The Secret Garden. Yay! How many times has this one been made? Like, ten times. The, well, you have to bring it out every so many years so that it's... New it, again? It's a new generation. That is one of the books that got me into books in general. But this one looks interesting because of the fact that the garden actually seems like a real, like, it's a forest. It's not just a little, like, the, five by ten. The Secret Garden got me into reading... Light novels. Pride and Prejudice got me into fan fiction. And being from Hawaii got me into manga and anime. So next one is an MCU film, which it makes no sense because the character is gone forever. We talked about Black Widow. It's a prequel. And we know that it can't go anywhere because she dies in... But I still want to know more about her. And does she... Does anybody really die in this universe? Uh, They said they can't bring her back, so... But, does she? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's hard. It's so weird. It's just... <sighs> I w- I'm seeing it. Anyway. You have Artemis Fowl, the adaptation of the book series of The Child Super Thief. Eh. I'm intrigued a little bit. Not really. The next one I am intrigued with because while Black Widow is finally getting her first movie, another superhero, a better superhero, is getting her second movie. No, we're not talking about Brie Larson in her crappy Captain America, Captain Marvel 2. No. Gal Gadot, back again. Wonder Woman! But this time, it's Wonder Woman in 1980. 1984. And this movie looks 80s-tastic. I am kind of pissed off, though, that in the theaters, we're watching the trailer. Uh, I forgot what we were watching. We were watching it and they had the trailer. And behind me, I heard someone say, oh, that theme song is really cool. That new song. It's her theme song, right? And it's like, that's Blue Monday from uh, True... Uh, was it? A Bizarre Love... I forgot. From the 80s. It's Blue Monday. It's not a new song. But that's why we need this 80s throwback, because people don't know 80s. Uh, maybe. We're old now. Next one is uh, Jamie Foxx in a Pixar animated film, Soul. This seems like it's going to be depressing, I'm like, but good. It's going to, like, I'm definitely going to cry in this movie, but it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. 
Uh, you have Ryan Reynolds in a video game adaptation called Free Guy. And I just realized there's a whole movie I forgot to talk about that came out in the 2000s. But we're not going to talk about it, so no worries. We're not going to talk about uh, that movie. Uh, video game adaptation. Anyway, but yeah, it's a free guy adaptation about an NPC who becomes sentient. Looks cool. Looks great. You have Ghostbuster 2020 or Ghostbuster Afterlife. I'm so excited about this I'm one. I'm excited for this one because there's been two Ghostbuster movies that were amazing and now this is going to be the third Ghostbuster movie. I'm so excited for this. And also everybody except for Rick Moranis is returning because Rick Moranis retired 100%. He's never come back to acting, which kind of sucks. But So you have... I'm excited for this series. You have Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, and this one is going to be about time travel. That's all we know about it. Huh. So, who knows? Uh, You have a sequel to a movie from 1980 that's excellent! We're talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music. I can't wait for this. Thank you, Keanu Reeves, for doing this again. It's Alex Winters, too. They both did a good job with this. Thanks, guys. You have a movie called Bios. It's a cyber terror movie. You have Death on the Nile. The adaptation of the Agatha Christie film starring everyone's favorite detective, Hercule Poirot, and starring and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Kind of intrigued by this one. It's going to be a fun little romp in the world with our mustachioed detective. I love Hercule Poirot. I'm excited about this. So Let me ask you this. Do you like him better than... uh, Daniel Craig and Knives Out. <laughs> that detective. Yes. Okay. And that's not an easy yes, but yes. And next is we have a remake slash reimagining of an older film by Ronald Dahl based on his book. We're talking about The Witches. And I gotta say, I'm intrigued by this, especially because of who they've got cast as, quote unquote, the grandest witch of all. In the original film, it was Angela Houston was the Grand Witch. This time, everyone's favorite Catwoman, everyone's favorite person from Princess Diaries. Yeah, um, Anne Hathaway. So I'm kind of intrigued to see her as the Grand Witch, so she's going to be the villain. But she like wants to do villains and stuff because she played princesses for so long. And she's not going to play a monster that eats children. Yeah, but she'll be a hot monster. Until she turns, until she see her without her mask. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see that. Um, you have the other Marvel uh, MCU film for this year, which a lot of people are not excited for. And I'm also kind of like, okay about it. I may watch it. I'm like, kind of not like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm like, this is going to be okay. We're talking about the Eternals. I mean, I like Jack Kirby. I think he's out of his fucking mind, and he did beautiful, awesome things with Cosmic Marvel. But the next MCU movie is going to be about the Eternals, so... Eh, might be good, might not be. I'm more excited for the next Spider-Man movie. I'm excited for the next Doctor Strange. I'm excited for Shang-Chi. The Eternals is the one where it's like, I'm not super invested in. But then again... I'm interested. I'm not excited. I'm interested. I'm intrigued because you have Angelina Jolie in it as the main character. I'm like, Angelina Jolie is going to be an MCU film. This could either be really good or really bad. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer was in an MCU film and she did a great job as a side character. So, I have to wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, You have the next in the Godzilla New Universe by Universal. Talking about Godzilla... Or, sorry, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. 
And for a Godzilla otaku... I totally want to see this. But the question, though, is, is it going to be as awesome as King Kong vs. Godzilla, where they destroy Osaka Castle again? No. How many times that, How many times Godzilla has that, has that castle been destroyed? Like, every single movie to destroy <laughs> that castle? Like, rah, rah. We've been going through, uh, for my birthday, we talked about this, I... Greta got me the Godzilla Criterion Collection. We've been going through the movies also. So it's James Bond, Godzilla. Godzilla, James Bond. Uh, last three films we got are Raya and the Last Dragon, a new Disney film. I think this is actually a new story by them, not like based on anything. So, I don't know. You have a movie called Samaritan. You have the newest adaptation of Frank Herbert's insane odyssey story, Dune. And this one already, we're kind of... Scratching our heads. I'm not scratching my heads. I'm just kind of like... It's based on Dune. It's going to be psychedelic. And it's a cool sci-fi series. I'm going to see it because as a sci-fi fan, I'm intrigued. However, on the same front, I'm not a fan of Frank Herbert's writing style. Because it's cool to hear the mythology and all the concepts and all the little backstory things. But I don't need to read 24 pages of, in order to assassinate someone in an alternate family, you have to go through steps 1 through 25, each one with a subsection of A through M. And you have to read all these bits to get to, here's how you assassinate that person. He's very long-winded, and I'm not a fan of that. But I do love the concept of the Muadi. I love the concept of the spice, I love the houses... I've been wanting to show Greta the move, original movie, but that's such a shitty movie. I'm like, or it's such a weird movie. I think that would blow her mind. And yeah. Not, but anyway. So the last two films. One, I'm personally very excited for because I'm a fan of it. Uh, it is the remake of one of the best musicals of all time. One where a Puerto Rican won the Academy Award for Best Actress because she wants to live in America. In America. West, West Side thing. Stories coming out. And I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be good. And you have a bunch of Puerto Ricans playing the, the I think it's the Sharks. Because the Jets are the Italians. So I'm, I don't know if you guys know this, but Zan's Puerto Rican. Descent. Puerto Rican descent. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. And finally, the last movie for 2020 that we have. Uh, another remake of it. Or a sequel to a movie from the 80s. This one starring Eddie Murphy. Coming to America. I'm like, two. I'm like super excited about this. I, I love coming to America. Eddie Murphy was really funny in the 80s and early 90s. Then he kind of went on a bender and went horrific and was boring. No, he could still like. He was pretty bad. I'm excited about coming to America. However, he's coming to America. Recently, he has reinvented himself. I think it was with um, what was the musical he did? Uh, um, Dreamgirls. Oh. From Dreamgirls on, he started to get his momentum back and being good at what He started to take himself more seriously again. I think that was the thing. And he did a film recently, uh, earlier, uh, well, it's a biopic which is hysterical on Netflix that's true to life. It's called Dolomite Is My Name. It's based on Rudy Ray Moore. He plays Rudy Ray Moore and he does a great job showing this character for who he is. And he's really funny in it. So I think he's gotten his comic gene back. So yeah, so that is um, movies for 2020. Anime films, I think the big one is we want to see the new Kenshin movie. Because new Kenshin movie is coming out. 
And finally, the last big anime movie is the Demon Slayer movie, which is the next story arc. Yay! They're to make it into a TV series. Yeah, I like Demon Slayer, though. Yeah, so am I. So do I. I love Demon Slayer. I, I'm excited for Demon Slayer. I really am. And there's a couple other stuff, but that's it. Uh, anyway, let us know. What you, hope you guys enjoyed this recap of 20... Uh, it's a long recap, but the 2010s were... A decade. It's worth some time. It is worth some time. And we didn't even go over some of the more important things in, you know, we didn't talk about some of the travesties that occurred, um, the accidents, uh, floodings, earthquakes, hurricanes. Um, no, we kept it to fun stuff. Yeah. We were trying to keep it lighthearted because a lot of other reviewers are talking about all the dramatic things that occurred and all the... Weird things. So one podcast was you talked about all the failures and things that we expected to happen and that never and, happened. And we're trying not not to say that all of those things are not important. They are important. But I think, I don't know, life's short. Have fun. Watch a movie. Read a book. Exactly. Because we're a review podcast. We'll talk about things we review and talk about. Yes. Um, that's what we're going to do. And we're excited for so many things. Also, something we're excited for for 2020 is Anime Boston 2020. Woohoo! Uh, that is going to be... April 10th this year or yeah it's it's April 10th so if you have a chance go to Boston go there check us out we'll be there we'll be there I've applied for six panels I hope hope we get six panels right we hope we're gonna get six panels hopefully we'll get them we're gonna see what happens I think there's a good shot yeah I'm pretty good at it I mean I make it I think they're going to do four of the panels, maybe, because that's the thing. It's like, unless you're you're a big wig or you're a, a, a paid-for guest, it's going to be four panels. So we're going to get four panels, but six, and we got some good ones. And one panel I'm working on is exercise, exercise manga and anime. So, side chesto. Side chesto. Anyway, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we have lots of more podcasts coming out and lots more content. So keep listening to Spiker.com. Welcome to 2020. I'm Greta. I'm your host, Zan. We're gone, so we'll catch you next time. Keep reading manga, keep watching movies, keep playing games. And, and keep listening to us. And keep being awesome. Yes. See
I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not